<laughs> Y'all know what time it is. I am Daphne. You are tuned in to Goddess Talk Radio. What's up with it? <laughs> How are y'all doing today? It's a fabulous, beautiful day where I am, Cincinnati, Ohio. The sun is shining, and my day has started off great, right? So, got up, um, had a wonderful sleep last night, got up, got my babies together. Well, you know what? I am so lying. I First of all, they're not babies anymore. They're 15 and about to be 11 in about two weeks. <laughs> And I don't have to get them together per se. Um, However, y'all know how the mornings go. You have to kind of orchestrate and, you know, still corral and make sure things are going in in an orderly fashion. So that's what I mean when I say, you know, I had to get the babies together. But we got out the house, got the son dropped off at work, got the daughter to theater camp, went on to my meetings, and now I am sitting in a beautiful space we sister splash here in cincinnati ohio and um yeah i'm just going with the vibes today so all right check it out i got a powerhouse interview lined up next segment aisha nura is going to be dropping jewels about what it is to do the work. I know y'all probably hear that a lot. I know uh, Ianla is pretty popular. A lot of us have been rocking with her over the years. I didn't really know she had been um, writing books and stuff for as long as she has. I learned about Ianla back in, oh my God, I was pregnant with Micaiah and she had that show that came on, I think like Channel 12 or something, The Crossing Over House, I think is what it was called. No, not Crossing Over House. That was the other show, Crossing Over. But it was something about, it was a house, a healing house or something. And they would take people and, you know, do, Ayala would facilitate them in doing the work, doing the work. Now I'm starting to see that, like, all through my feed, um, Instagram, Facebook, different people are popping up as lead thought leaders and spiritual healers and life coaches and stuff. And it's becoming to be more of a term that is thrown around. And oftentimes I, um, you know, run into people who really don't know what that means to do the work, like to do your spiritual healing work. Like, what does the hell does that mean? (laughs) I mean, like, really, a lot of people just don't know. And I remember when I had when I really like consciously started doing my spiritual healing work, um, I had went, you know, I had found you know, found a life coach, and um, I was already coming into infra because that's how it works, you know. When when a teacher, when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. And um, I had a couple teachers before I, I linked up with the life coach at the time, and um, you know, so I was already familiar with, with with that terminology, and I had learned about chakras and hermetic laws, the hermetic laws, and. I was getting more into Kemet and learning about that stuff coming out of the religion that I was in, Hebrew-Israelite doctrine and all of that. And uh, so doing the work, I'm like, okay, I went to a session or two and I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. That that was good. Woo, I I done it. (laughs) And then, you know, continuing to live my life and I'm like, but I'm still feeling the way I'm feeling. You know, I had... I had a lot of backed up grief from losing my mother. Um, she passed away. I was 19, 18, I was 19 when my mom passed away. 
young mother. Um, you know, I was, I had moved out on my own before she got sick. So, you know, I was a young mother doing my thing and had a life to tend to. And I really did not have time to, I was responsible, you know, went back home to take care of her, um, was responsible for her final affairs and so on and so on. And then after that, I had to, you know, continue pick up where I left off with my life, you know, finding another job. Well, no, I found a job when she was transitioning and, um, she was in hospice when I got, uh, the job that I had for a while. And, um, you know, but still I had to get back into, you know, that swing of things because fortunate for me, I was able to design, you know, my life at that time to be able to go back home and, um, you know, take care of her, you know, her final, what was that, her summer, last summer and fall, you know, I was able to go back home, take care of her in addition to having my, my then 10, you know, an eight, nine, 10, 11 month old, um, with me. So I didn't have time to grieve. I didn't think I really even understood what that was. Um, none of that, like, whoa, I remember being at my mom's funeral and my aunt, bless her soul, peace be upon her, my aunt was like, cry, <laughs> cry, that's your mama in there. And I was just looking at her like, uh, you know, just was dumbfounded looking, I don't know, I don't even, I don't even think I'm feeling, am I here? Like, I feel fine, I'm present, but it took me a while, it took me a while to actually get into the work, to begin to really know and see that that grief that I, I was I had hadn't went anywhere. It was it was really waiting on me to be able to, you know, be in a better place, I guess, um, to go about it in a way that I did, which has been a beautiful, a beautiful journey um, of me doing my work. So a lot of us, you know, think that it's a one time thing, a two time thing when no, it's an ever evolving conscious relationship that you have with yourself. Um to heal pretty much it's about you know being conscious and intentional and and placing yourself in certain positions to um learn new information to unlearn information to seek help and guidance whether that's a therapist or a life coach um I always say to have someone that has experience in your corner um someone that can look at you and your situation objectively, um, not saying that they don't care or that they don't have a level of compassion and understanding and also a level of knowing where you begin and where they end and where they begin and where you end. So their stuff is not coming up, you know, in a way that is, um, that could be harmful, you know, um, but yeah, when people are tend, you know, that are closest to us, a lot of times, we're so connected because we have such an intimate relationship with them. They they just can't give the same time. I'm not well. For some people, it could be a lot more challenging to give that feedback objectively because you know you don't want to tell somebody something that might hurt them. You know, our friends serve a purpose in our lives, especially if we have friends that can be truthful and honest. But a lot of times, your friend can't coach you in a way that someone who is able to look at things from a more objective. Uh, standpoint but anyway that's my little my little spiel my little monologue or act well a little piece of it because I can go on and on on that topic um about you know what it is to do the work so 
Again, you are tuned in to Goddess Talk Radio. I am your host, Daphne. And if you guys want to learn a little bit more about me and who I am, what I do, <laughs> please go to www.memoirsofagoddess.com. That's memoirsofagoddess.com. And you can check out my video diaries. Yes. Um, you can check out any products that I may have. I am so into the rise of the feminine divine. And that reflects and permeates many aspects of my life. So you can go to my shop. You can find Yoni Steams. You can find Yoni Eggs. From time to time when I'm feeling that, that Shakti energy flowing through me, that real owl shoulder shimmy energy going through me, I harness it for a while and then I get get my space together and I create beautiful, beautiful waist beads. And every time I create waist beads, they just sell out. And um, they hold a lot of power because I'm very intentional about the love that I pour into it. And I, it's an art to creating that. And I'm just in such a very um, intentional space when I'm doing the waist beads. And even when I'm creating the, the Yoni's themes as well. So um, check that out. What else do I have on my site? Um, blogs. Uh, so yeah, www.memoirsofagoddess.com. Up next, again, we are interviewing a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soul. Her business is My Empowerment, My Way, and The Goddess Series. Um, yeah, so stay tuned for that. But until then, enjoy this dance break. Hey. Hello. Hey, hey, peace, everybody. It's Daphne. Thank you for tuning in. We are back with Goddess Talk Radio. And I told y'all I had some fire on the line waiting for y'all with this interview, didn't I? Didn't I? Y'all know I did, okay? So this beautiful ray of sunshine, I mean, I promise if y'all ever, ever, ever had the honor, the pleasure <laughs> of meeting this woman, this soul, the spirit in person, you will be blown away by her smile her warmth, um, her sense of, oh my God, being in just presence in this world. Everybody join me in welcoming Miss Aisha Nura. Yes, she is the founder of My Way, My Empowerment, My Empowerment, My Way. And uh, help correct me on the other one, Aisha. The Goddess Series. The Goddess Series. So she is going to talk to us for a moment. Thank you so much for your time today, Aisha. Of course. Thank you for asking me to come on. Oh, man, I'm just so honored and humbled. Like me and Aisha met through a mutual friend. And I'm telling you, we have just been kindred ever since I went to Florida a couple years ago. And she just really took care of me and won my heart. Aisha, you know, you my sister for life. (laughs) That's how it should be. You know what I mean? That's how it should be. So let's, yeah. let's dive right into it. I'm, look, one of my favorite quotes of yours in the conversation we had, or um, I don't know if we were, I don't remember what the context of the conversation was. Obviously, it was about doing your healing work or whatever. And one of the things mm-hmm. you was like, just do your fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Work. And I'm like, yes, they need to be doing the fucking work. <laughs> oh my god I'm dying you know it's so funny because I was talking to one of my clients the other day and she was like it's so weird to talk to you and not hear you cursing (laughs) because that is definitely my tagline do the fucking work just do the fucking work and sometimes we create so many obstacles and so many excuses around why we shouldn't do it but if we really do want to connect 
with who we want to grow into. We just have to do the work to get there. Mm, mm. So, okay, start us off by telling us a little bit about, you know, how, how did you get on this path and what does doing the work mean to you? Um, how did I get on this path? Is, that's, so, that's such a funny question for me. It's like when people ask Bob Marley, how long has he been Rastafari? I've been on this path from creation. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a person that has always been inspired by others and love to connect with others and to network and to build. And um, I would have to say that around 2002, I started to get very much more connected to um, spirit in many different spiritual systems. Mm. Because of that, that helped me to really broaden my horizons in ways that I can connect to myself. Mm-hmm. And I think just finding different avenues to reconnect to spirit and ways to nurture myself. And so that has led to me being um, in a space where I'm a coach. I call myself an empowerment motivator. Mm-hmm. And I just essentially remind people that they are divine and that divinity exists inside of all of us and how do we tap into that and that's really just by doing the fucking work (laughs) just by doing the fucking work yes Mm -hmm. I find and I love how you pointed out that you went through just kind of like a an evolution of many different paths many different um (laughs) systems and I find that to be a lot of people's experience and journeys because there are how many people on the planet I don't know what they say seven billion people on the planet and to Mm -hmm. me that translates as seven billion different fucking ways to do the work yes it's and and that's perfectly put because that's why my business is called my empowerment my way is because everybody has their own way of reconnecting with themselves and empowering themselves. And so you have to know what works for you. And I might give you 30 tools and only two of them may resonate. And then you do those two tools the best you can. You do the fucking work with those two. And that's all you have to do. You know what I mean? Sometimes we just have to do whatever works for us in the moment. And that's enough to get us mm. to the next the next stage of our evolution. Wow. Yes, doing what you need to do in the moment. If that is, man, sometimes for me, Aisha, it's as simple as taking a step back and fucking taking a deep breath and saying, how do I want to deal with this feeling that I'm experiencing right now? Mm-hmm. Especially this year with so many planets in retrograde. We had, I think, um, Jupiter just went gestation to go forward, but there's going to be, I believe, six different planets in retrograde this year. And right now it's just a lot of energy. And what we really do need to do is just slow down mm. and pause and breathe and center ourselves. Because a lot of times we we be trying to do too much. We be doing too much as humans sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's the lesson in 2018 is that in order for us to really connect, in order for us to really evolve, we have to sometimes shed and to release. We have to be like the snake, releasing the old skin and those things that are no longer helping us. And that's what retrograde helps us to do. That's what this, the process of Sankofa helps us to do. We look back, we see what was working, what is no longer working. Every day we're changing, every day we're evolving. Every day we're maybe choosing a new path. And so we want to be in a place where we're constantly checking to see what is still nurturing us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think retrograde has gotten a bad rap because I think we are so conditioned to, to think negatively in a lot of ways. So what retrograde really brings forth is an opportunity, is a challenge, is an opportunity to do something differently. Um, even if that different, that thing that you're doing differently is like you saying, slowing, slowing down. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what retrograde really is, it's, it's a reset, mm, right? Mm. And so 
a lot of times things that reset us do get a bad rap. For instance, even if we're talking about like the TV, the TV pauses, it's not working. You have to reset it. You get aggravated. You have to restart the computer. You get aggravated because it's not going with what you had already told yourself it should do. Sometimes we get sick. We have to release. We have to do a cleanse. Sometimes that aggravates us. Sometimes we don't have the discipline or sometimes the know-how on exactly what is best for us. And that's what retrograde gives us the opportunity to do is to reset. And to go again, you know, and those and that's why, you know, when retrograde comes up, we do those things that start with the word re, we renew ourselves, we reflect, we reset, you know, we revisit all of those things is what we should be doing during a retrograde. And so a lot of times we as individuals, we like to do things one time and hopefully it's perfect and we don't have to revisit it. Mm -hmm. And that's why retrograde sometimes annoys us is because we have to take more time. We have to go back. We have to double check. We have to go back. We have to make sure that everything is as it should be. We have to communicate twice. We have to do things over and over. And sometimes we feel like that's a waste of time. But if we weren't rushing in the first place, we wouldn't have wasted the time. Mm. You said it's, it's an opportunity to do things over. I found a lot of times that people really don't under, and I didn't either, really in the beginning understand what doing the work is. I thought that it was, okay, I'll go do one coaching session and boom, you know, I've done the work. But I had to learn that, no, healing is an ongoing process. And, you know, you're pro- you're, you're, you, if you're consciously doing the work, you're you're revisiting those things with this through Sankofa. Not that you're staying in that energy, in the lesson and applying it to something in the future. Not sitting stagnant in old energy. I don't want to put that out there, but it is a constant cycle of, like you said, redoing, relearning, unlearning, um, reprocessing, and repositioning yourself to actually grow and evolve. Yes. And to me, that that's what doing the work is. And I don't think. We say do the work and that sums it up that that it's clear for people who are actually already doing it and know the path. But for someone else here and do the work, it's like, okay, bitch, what do I need? Do I get a binder or somebody? This is how somebody (laughs) said it to me. Like, do I get a booklet? (laughs) Do I get a a pamphlet or brochure? Am I supposed to write? What What am I supposed to do? That's the funny thing about doing the work is that the work is not really the work. The work is what sets you up for the work. So if you do journaling, journaling is what's going to bring up a bunch of stuff that's already in you that you didn't know care. So now you have to reread what you journaled and process what you're saying to yourself. That's the real work. And so sometimes we feel that doing the work is, oh, I did my coaching session. No, no, no. Showing up to therapy is not the work. Therapy is after you go to therapy and your therapist says, now when you go home, I need you to think about this for the next two weeks before you come back to see me. That's the work. Mm-hmm. We think that doing the work is okay. It's the action. No, no, no. That's why ritual is powerful, but it's not the actual ritual that's powerful. It's what happens after the ritual is completed where we actually see the work come into place. Yes, we go, we pour libation. We go, we put honey in the river for Oshun. We go, we put watermelon for Yamoja. Yes. We go, to, we go to the train, we put down meat for Ogun. We think we're doing work. That is not the work. That is a physical representation that you've made a commitment to do the work you ain't do the work yet exactly 
we think, okay, I journaled, I did work. What did you journal? Did you, were you even present when you were writing? Did you reread what you wrote? Have you processed what came out of that? Have you asked yourself, why did I write that word? Why did I choose that word? Why do I always say that word? We don't do the work behind the work. That's really what I mean when I say do the fucking work. It's one level to actually show up, but then you have to constantly show up and ask yourself, why did I show up this way? How am I showing up? Why is it continuing to pop up in my life like this? And a lot of times we don't realize it. And that's another beautiful thing about retrograde is that as we're evolving, we're just like the universe. We spiral. And so we're going to revisit different parts and different things in our lives. And we wonder, why do I have to keep coming back here? Because it's another elevation of that space. You may, you may think that you've evolved past it, but evolving past it is still working through it. Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear okay, me now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's all right. I, the recording hopefully still caught it. But go ahead. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. So definitely, you know, just being in a space where we recognize that the work is the physical representation of a spiritual commitment to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would like to add that, you know, during the work, like you said, we're, it happens in a spiral. So we revisit the same thing. And oftentimes, you revisit at a deeper level. So now instead of being actually in that shit, you looking at it from above, yeah. from, you know what I mean? Like that's how I envision it in my, in my mind. Like, okay, I'm revisiting this, but now I'm a little different yeah. now I'm looking down into it or I'm looking over at it. Like I'm not in the same position where I was because I have been doing my work. I, you know, I, another thing I always say is I don't care how many crystals I, um, put in my bra or like you said, how much honey I done poured or whatever, and nothing replaces doing the actual work. Mm-hmm. Nothing replaces that. And if I never did any of that stuff during the work has actually been magic as well, has been my ritual. Yes. You know, <laughs> if I never read another affirmation or a spell or whatever you want to call it, or put on a waist bead or popped in a yoni egg, before I was doing all of that stuff faithfully, I was, I was doing my work. Yes. You know, in between my coaching sessions, I, you know, life presented me those situations to say, okay, so now what are you going to choose in this moment? And to me, that's actively like doing the work. Damn, okay. I just talked about wanting to be more love. Now I'm being placed in a situation where now I can see that I have a choice. Am I going to be love in this situation? Mm-hmm. And, and what, what does that look like for me right now to practice that? You know, so that is doing the work. You know, yes, I love that from my experience and perspective. So to, will you tell us more about my empowerment, my way, what products, services do you are workshops? What do you provide through that? Well, my empowerment, my way, um, I do one-on-one coaching sessions. I also do tarot and Oracle readings and I do group sessions. And that's where the goddess series was, was birthed. So um, I travel and I do the goddess series in wherever I'm needed. Um, I've done it in multiple countries. It's international. I just love going to different spaces and meeting new people and holding that safe space for us to really just renew ourselves and remember who we are and remembering sometimes really is about piecing together together. And tearing mm. apart 
apart and putting back together who we want to be and who we've been told by society we should be and mm. our family you know, just being in that space. So that's what My Empowerment My Way does is it it really is just about holding up a mirror mm-hmm. and for you to be in a position where you recognize what you need moving forward. Yes. Oh my God. What has been your favorite place to go do your workshop so far? Um, hmm. You know, I really love just being in Barbados. <laughs> I know you're going to Barbados. <laughs> I, I, I want to say, I want to say, like you know, Canada was awesome. I had a really good time in Canada, and every time I'm in Brooklyn, it's beautiful. But nothing is like being in Barbados. It's like literally the crown jewel of the Caribbean, and I feel like while I'm there, we're just in a space where we're able to really do a lot of healing work. And I feel like when I'm in certain places, it feels like almost like a portal, and spirit mm. is to. to show up there and I feel that in Barbados it's one of those countries for me that's where that's where my mother was born and so I know my my ancestral lineage personally my person's bloodline is very Mm. strong there but I also know that when I feel I can feel the ancestors and not just my physical ancestors but I could feel enslaved peoples being healed when we're doing that work in that Uh. country and it's so very powerful so I love 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 doing work in Barbados whether it's one-on-one sessions whether it's just pulling cards whether it's you know doing um just a sister meet up on the beach and spending time or whether it's doing a full goddess series I really love to be in Barbados and bring that energy and it is it really empowers and strengthens me on an individual level and it always every time I do a session it makes me go like you were saying deeper into my own healing and it's point and another perspective and so you know Barbados definitely brings those gifts to me Mm, so beautiful I love how you said um you feel that you feel the presence of the enslaved people there that were there being healed because that's what it's all about it's not about you know from my perspective rehashing old things to stay in that energy but if we're gonna fucking heal we fucking heal and so we can heal that shit out of existence for the future for the present and the future and the past not about standing in the martyrdom of, okay, we're going to continue to bear the pain of our ancestors because they were in pain. Like, I know my ancestors want me to be happy, whole, and healed. <laughs> and they want that for my children's 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 children because we're all connected still. And it's not about even ignoring that pain because that pain definitely has a place. But we have to yeah. recognize that everywhere there is pain, there is pleasure. Everywhere there is a lesson, there is a blessing. And so we have to be in a space where we're not one-sided. We cannot assume that our ancestors were always miserable because we know that they Mm. found ways to be happy even in times when things seem miserable around them. And so we have to be able to reconnect to those spaces or else we're always going to be coming from a place of victimhood. And that's not who we want to be, especially when we're speaking to our youth about who their ancestors are. And Mm. because time is linear, we do have the ability, you know, you see people say all the time, like, you can't change the past you just change your perspective about the past and you've changed it. So we have a lot of ability to heal what happens in the future, in the past, and right now in the present, just by shifting our perspective right now in this moment. Wow. So powerful. We could talk 
forever, forever, forever. And I love talking to you. Um, give us information to um, contact. Give our listeners information to contact you if they want to get a reading or come to one of your workshops. Where would they do that at? They can email me at myempowermentmyway at gmail.com. They can also message me on social media, on Twitter, and on Instagram. My handle is Aisha, A-Y-E, like extra, S like super, H-A, underscore on, underscore air, Aisha, underscore on, underscore air. And then on Facebook, you can find me, Aisha Nura, my um, business page, My Empowerment My Way, my poetry page, Nura. Just look for me and you'll find me. I'm here. <laughs> if, if to link up, it'll happen. It will not take a lot of work. It will be effortless. If that's how spirit needs it to do, it'll it'll happen very easily for you. Yes, Aisha. Okay, before we wrap up, let's see. Can you give a person who might want to hop on the journey of doing their work some advice? What would you say to them? I would say be easy on yourself. Mm. I think a lot of times we are very judgmental and mm -hmm. that is a huge hindrance to us actually doing the work. And mm. so, you know, I, I heard a woman say, speak at a, at a conference I went to a couple weeks ago, and she said that she hears all the time or she sees online all the time that thing where they're like, if you were to talk to your 21-year-old self, what, what would you say to her? And so, you know, a lot of us would say, oh, I would tell her not to do this, or I would tell her she has to do this, or I, no. She said, I would tell her thank you. And just, oh, wow. thank you, just thank you for being able to deal with the things you were able to deal with at that time. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for not killing me. Thank you for, you know, whatever you need to thank yourself for, do that. And I think that's so important when doing the work is that we, we want to look at everybody else like they're perfect and nobody is. And we just have to be in a space where we recognize that we are actively trying to heal. And that alone is like, it deserves applause. We really needed to be in a space where we are taking time with ourselves and being easy with ourselves. And that helps us to really feel at peace. It does not make sense to be doing the work and really doing the fucking work. And then you still not happy because mm. you're judging yourself consistently. You're not actually doing the work then. So you want to be in a space where you can really connect to that place of peace. However you see peace, you want to be able to do that. And I think one of the easiest ways for us to do that is to stop judging ourselves and just to allow ourselves to be human and mm -hmm. to show up how we're showing up in any given day. Sometimes you wake up and you don't want to get out of bed. Be easy with yourself. Take your time. Mm -hmm. you, know? you don't have to rush. It's okay. My son asked me the other day, he said, mom, do we have to go? Is it like super mega important? I told him nothing is unless it's health related, you know, unless you have to go to the hospital, it's not that deep. You have to cancel, you can cancel, you know? And I think a lot of us don't recognize that we have that power and that ability to decide, you know what, today I need time for me today. And I think it's really important in doing the work in doing your spiritual, in your spiritual evolution to recognize when you need to be easy with you. Mm. Wow. That was a lot. I'm so thankful for that in this moment. Everything that you just said. And I think... One, and one assignment that I'm about to give myself is to go back to a few ages and thank, find, find several things to hmm. thank myself for. So 21, I'm going to find 21 things to thank myself for. Oh, yeah. 18, I'm going to find 18 things to thank myself for. 15, 16, 13. Yeah. 
that's doing the fucking work right there. <laughs> with the fucking work. You can find, if you could go through every year of your life and find that many things to find to be thankful for, you already have shifted your mindset around who you are as an individual. Mm. Immediate shift. Immediate shift. I implore everyone who just heard that, everyone who's listening, to do that. Find a couple ages. If it's not every age, find a couple of them. A couple ages that you may have had a very hard time in your life at that age. Find whatever age you were. Find that many things, if not more, to be thankful about. To thank yourself. I'm going to be even more clear. To be to thank yourself for. Very powerful. As always, thank you so much, Aisha, for being you, for being who you promised to be this lifetime, and for continuing to grow into that person you said you would be for us all. I love you very much. <laughs> we got to talk offline when we both have some time. Yes. Perfect. So again, everyone, you have tuned in to Goddess Talk Radio. I am your host, Daphne. We just had a powerful powerful 22 minutes and 43 44 45 second conversation <laughs> with Aisha Nura from my empowerment my way and the goddess series please look her up on social media and in the meantime hey enjoy this dance break peace hey hey I'm back Daphne here you're listening to goddess talk radio wasn't that an amazing interview? I just love her. So again, Aisha Nura on social media. Follow her on Instagram. Find her on Facebook. The name of her um, company is My Empowerment My Way. Reach out to her, especially if you are um, interested in uh, doing the work. If you're looking for someone who could possibly possibly work with you one-on-one and be a guide, I think she would be a great place to start. Um yeah, yeah. If, if the things she was saying and her energy that you felt resonated with you, then check her out. All right. So again, Goddess Talk Radio, I am just having such a wonderful day. <laughs> and I'm so blessed and honored to be on this path, to be finessing that eardrum right now, hopefully raising your vibration, giving you some wonderful things to think about, making you feel tingly, a little tingly, tingly, tingly with the information that's shared here on the various um, podcasts that we had, that I have on my station. So, um, yeah, did y'all enjoy that dance break too? I mean, I hope you got to dance a little bit, you know, wiggle, feel some good vibes. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time, it has been real. It has been real. If you're interested in um, learning more about me, who I am and what I do, you can find me on um, my website, which is memoirsofagoddess.com. There you can watch my video diaries. Yes, my video diaries where I share a little bit of my story and tell some of my business. You know, because I say it's a difference between sharing your story and telling your business. And sometimes I might do a little bit of both. You know, the business is usually about the, the drama, the mess, the details. And the story is always about the lesson and the blessing, you know. So, memoirsofagoddess.com. You can check out my video diaries. You can read my blogs. You can shop for Yoni eggs, Yoni steams, and waist beads. Um, eventually, I will have these podcasts up. And you can also learn about um, any events that I may have going on um, 
various places across the globe. So check it out, memoirsofagoddess.com. Thank you for tuning in to Goddess Talk Radio. I am your host, Miss Daphne, and I'll see y'all soon. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>